the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so Honey, buddy, I want you to keep a line open for Terry Duffy, the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. I want to know if they're moving by the end of this week or the end of next week. Because if you've got a business in that sewer of corruption that is now headed up by the Marxist mafia, undeniably, as even aldermen, open socialists, sharing the ideology that this country sent a million boys to go die for as it grabs Chicago by what used to be broad shoulders now are just wide hips. It grabs you right by those wide hips like Chuck Gowdy, and it's tooling you around. But now I've been a fan of politics all my life. I don't watch men in tight spandex chasing balls. I prefer politics, the real blood sport. And if there's ever been anybody that has given a great speech, better than Paul Vallis, I don't know who it is. So tonight, even though, of course, we believe every vote should be counted, I called Brandon Johnson and told him that I absolutely expect him to be the next mayor of Chicago. And it's like he was made to lose. He was a born loser, Paul Vallis. You got to love the way he takes it. He's almost excited about losing, isn't he? And please, 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 please. It's now the reason the people who supported him, who gave him their time and their money and their effort, the reason they're booing is because you still had thousands, tens of thousands of votes to go. But Paul knew. Eh, let's throw in the towel. I didn't really want to win this anyway. Otherwise, I would have ran like a man instead of a Marxist light. Critically, critically important. I mean, this campaign that I ran to bring the city together uh, would not be uh, a, a, a campaign that fulfilled my ambitions if this election is going to divide us more. What a footnote to a footnote. I'm going to run against corruption, against the open and systemic problem of waste, fraud, and abuse by government. A government that is so synonymous with corruption, it's a laughingstock around the world. The Chicago Mafia. And I'm going to try and bring people together by what? Ah, you're not so bad. Well, that's what you did. And now you're a footnote to a footnote. You might as well take your bald head and go somewhere else. Although... Where are you going to go? Nobody that shares your ideology is going to thrive in good states. And there are people out there that are really making ways. I mean, I know, you. I know. listen, you lost. Wherever there was a Democrat stronghold, you lost. That's how it goes. The cancer of Marxism, of corruption, it grows. But there are some people in good states that reject it. Modern-day Democratic Party has become unrecognizable to me and to so many others throughout this state and this country. 
The party wants to villainize anyone who has free thought, free judgment, has solutions, who wants to get to work to better our state, not just sit in a meeting and have a workshop after a workshop, but really work with individuals to get things done, because that's what real public servants do. That's a fourth-generation Democrat in North Carolina that switched because she did something no Chicagoan has ever been able to do. Recognize that the Democrat Party is a Trojan horse of fascism, of Marxism, of communism, of socialism, of corruption. She recognized it. So put North Carolina on your list as you're drawing up plans, as you're plotting with your wife to save your legacy and your family and getting out of the Democrat sewer of Chicago, which apparently is going to wallow in the corruption that has made it infamous. There's so many people who are responsible for this moment. And I like to thank and take a second to thank those individuals. You know, but first I want to make sure that I say this. The first thing that I want to say is listen to his voice, Squirrel. To the Chicagoans who did not vote for me. Here's what uh, I want. By the way, the, the, the yelling in the background is because that Marxist mafia lives on the ideology of envy, of retribution. This is the philosophy that in order for them to thrive, they must make you suffer. This is what Marxism, this is what socialism, this is what the Chicago Democrat and Democrats in general represent. Retribution. So if you make X amount of dollars, even if they make the same, they'll tax you. And not themselves. That's the corruption in Chicago. That's why this bust out, deadbeat with two ghost jobs, already making over $200,000, doesn't pay his fracking bills. Because he doesn't have to. He's got it coming to him. And if you stand opposed to him, well, you deserve having it taken away. You to know. Here's what I want you to know. All right. That I care about you. Uh huh. I value Wrong. you. Wrong. And I want to hear from you. I want to work with you. Wrong. And I'll be the mayor for you, too. Yeah! <laughs> I'll be the mayor for you, too. Did you hear his voice? I know you're playing the, no- the sounds, but did you hear the voice? It's very important because I want you to be aware of something. So far, this year, we're in April, April 5th. There's 575 people shot in the sewer of corruption. The example of failure. 575 people shot. There's a total dead count what are the total homicides of 130 which ironically isn't that bad you're not that bad that's not that bad you could do better than that and you will do better than that every year every day what the numbers that you want to stop going up will go up the numbers that you want to stop going down will go down the five million vacant square feet of what used to be thriving businesses in the loop that will turn into seven million square feet and then the homeless people will come in. And this is how you destroy cities. Just ask anybody in Russia. Ask anybody in Venezuela. That's the ideology you signed up for. And now you're going to get what you deserve. But you should have noticed that. It was going to happen anyway. No matter who won, it would have just happened at a slower pace if the loser, Paul Vallis, would have somehow miraculously won. So it's critically important that we use this opportunity to come together. And I've offered him my full support. Uh, on his transition, and God knows we spent a lot of time on, in forums together, 
um, and certainly we shared a lot of opinions, and I, I look forward to working with him and providing him with the full support he needs to, to be a successful. Now, the, yeah, it would be real successful. I guess if what your definition of success is, right? Because the Chicago Democrats like this version of success. They wallow in it. And somebody who was able to navigate, one of the overlords and the oligarchs, he's got good news for you. You call him governor now, but don't worry. Everything's going to be fine. Don't worry about a thing. Hello, I'm Governor J.B. Pritzker. Here in Illinois, we're proud to be a leader in the electric vehicle revolution. And we couldn't be more excited to take that vision from the road to the skies. I can't tell you how excited we are to partner with Archer, United Airlines, and the city of Chicago to announce that electric air taxis are coming soon from Chicago to O'Hare Airport. Isn't that phenomenal? They better be bulletproof. Ooh, you're going to fly around like the Jetsons. It'll be wonderful. I hope it's a little less violent than, say, the CTA or any version of public transportation. And this is what it looks like when you're so far behind, you think you're in the lead. That's what you saw last night in the mayor's race. That's what you saw throughout the city as the 50 thieves who call themselves aldermen. What is the count? Of socialists? What, what, what are we, half as socialists or, or, or less? Archer's Midnight Aircraft is designed to allow Illinoisans a safe, sustainable, cost-competitive option to get from downtown Chicago to O'Hare in approximately 10 minutes. What about all the highways and all the, all the, all the CTA and all the other stuff? See, because what Fatso isn't telling you is that this is only going to enrich his small group of corrupt contractors and donors and the rest of it. This is the beat goes on. And the answers from the new mayor. What's his name? BJ? Brandon Johnson. Doesn't matter what his name is. Because he's Lightfoot, only this time he actually is a man. He doesn't just have to dress like one. It's going to be the same policies, and it'll be a faster decline, as he pretends to be the resurrection of Chicago. In what format? instead of an hour during rush hour. This is an incredible step forward for Chicago, and it gives us the ability to showcase the future of sustainable travel. And you're going to need sustainable travel because the only expressway jam-ups you're going to have are people getting the hell out of that city, not coming to it. So I'm going to take all of your calls, and it's going to be more important if you're actually not a, a, a welfare recipient, be it corporate or to live, I would prefer the decent people who make the city go around, the earners, the workers, and, you know, the people who listen to this station. 312-642-5600. I'll take all of your calls and your plans uh, for the future if you're going to wait it out. It only took the Soviet Union 72 years for Marxism and communism and corruption to fail. Let's see how long it takes Chicago. I think they're working on 100. 312-642-5600. Get what you deserve! Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. What a shame. Stockyards. I used to go there every day of my life. Work, South Water Market. What's left? And if you are there, how dare you make money? <gasps> are you making money? Because now the new communist mayor, if you make $100,000 a year, you're going to pay 3.5% tax. This philosophy fails no matter where it's tested. It's destroyed more than just cities. It's destroyed nations. That's what they do. So let's turn to the future of Chicago. 
It can be really seen in any of these petri dishes of Democrat corruption. Thinking of moving out of your L.A. mansion? Sellers beware. There is a new tax in town for residents of Los Angeles. It takes effect on April 1st and has some owners scrambling to sell their houses. The tax called Measure ULA was on. They'll name it something good. But if you're thinking about selling, there might be some new costs. Uh, Theo, Little Italy. Hey, thanks for having me on. I, I appreciate it. I, you know, um, I, I would love to be able to interview someone in Germany in 1933 when uh, their entire country just came apart. And I, Well, let's do it now. So I'll play Mark- the reporter, and you play a good citizen who didn't do anything wrong and is at the precipice of having his entire life changed. How do you so, feel today? Um, crushed. Just absolutely crushed. I, 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 it's a senseless feeling of hopelessness. It's, it's tragic. But um, my neighbor, who's a realtor, said literally today he got four hits uh, for putting houses up for sale. And mine will be one of them. And I'm just now trying to, you know, unfortunately I have two daughters in high school here. Well, I'll have to leave them because I'm divorced, but I, I, I can't stay. And I'm trying to figure out where to go. This may and give you an just, opportunity to make sense to your ex-wife and your kids by helping everybody do it. Because at this point, Theo, everybody who isn't in on this scam or too stupid to see it feels the exact same way you do today. Everybody. So you may yeah, actually have common of, ground. Uh, yeah, and I mean, um, it, it's, it's, debil- I mean it's, it's hard to do anything. It's just so crushing. But, uh, you know, wondering what parts of, you know, where to go to research to find parts of Florida to move to or, you know, where, where to you go. You make a good decision. Yeah. You, got, you got one life to live. You make a good decision. Whatever's right for you is the right move. And, you know, I'm dead serious. This might be something you and your ex-wife have in common because unless she's in on this scam, she's going to feel the exact same way you do as millions of Chicagoans feel today. There are people that walk around and know exactly what's going on. And this is kind of our fault, too, Theo. We normalize the kind of culture of corruption that these Democrat gangsters, short-in-the-pants mafia, thrived in. We did this. You know what I'm talking about. You're not stupid. Thank you, Theo. I appreciate it. No, no, I know. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Paul, Northwest Indiana. Hey, uh, two things. Number one, well, three things. I give to T2T. I love it. Number two, I think Green Puff Jim's wife is the one that calls in and calls you appalling. No, 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 and, no. His wife passed away. She was a wonderful woman. He's oh, he's not a bad right. guy. He's just got a bad uh, mindset. But he's a good guy, and he he just he, okay. you know listen. This is what I was talking to with Theo. You normalize the culture of corruption, and before you know it, you're in on it. Then you get your job and you sustain it by kissing the ass of these corrupt gangsters. And before you know it, you have an army of Democrats that take a once thriving city, a metropolis, and turn it into a ghetto hellhole. That's what right. they do. So we're going to drag him by by his chubby little neck until he learns the lessons. And I'll keep rubbing his face in the doo-doo that is the Democrat policies. You go ahead. And, and number two and three, I think Paul Vallis is the new face of the GOP. He said everything a GOP, the current GOP party. In other words, he's a Mitch McConnell of Chicago. Paul Vallis is why people like me and you have to stop calling yeah. ourselves Republicans. Because you're exactly right. Paul Vallis represents the Republican Party far more than he yeah. represents people who want to push back against the systemic corruption Expe- that is our government. It, it, especially his concession speech. Okay, all right, well, I lost it exactly what he what was said. born he, to, lose. to lose. That's a born loser. Thank you very much. Michael on the south side. 
Sean, thank you so much for taking my call. And belated uh, congratulations on the two-year anniversary. Oh, thank you. I appreciate um, that, Michael. Thank you. You've been with me the whole time, uh, babe. Oh, absolutely. A <laughs> yeah. long-time listener. And I, I got to say, yesterday may have been one of the darkest days in Chicago history. I mean, it was bad enough when we had the, tradi- the traditional Democratic machine um, doing corrupt crap. But now we're going to have the, the, uh, the Marxist crowd doing awesome. the same thing. And, uh, you know, this this Brendan Johnson guy is a real... You've uh, had problems for decades, and and the key to me, Brandon Johnson is is just the 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 logical destination of where this was going to go to me. That's why I never wavered from who I called the winner. I just I underestimated, uh, or I should say, I overestimated the enthusiasm for this idiot. However, Dan Prof won the pool four points. I picked ten. However, uh, what this shows is Kim Fox now has support, ideological support. Kim Fox was the end. If you couldn't figure that out, when the government protects the predator instead of the victim, it's time to run, Forrest, run. But now she's got her her ideological sycophant and the dynamic duo of destruction. It will turn that into a, you, you might as well dress like the tidy bowl man and listen for the flush. I think that's what that was last night when Paul Vallis talked. It was the big giant flush. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate it very much. Cream Puff Jim, you speak of him and he comes out. Yeah, yeah, it was sort of to say I smell a dynasty here. These unions, <laughs> I smell a dynasty. Move over, yeah, move over, Richard you, Daly. Yeah, move over. Yeah. No, this is, this is a dynasty. He's only in his 40s. He's only in his 40s, and the unions worked overtime. More yeah. than every union in the city. Good. This be the great. It's going to be great. Hey, do me a favor. Be the best, hang, best hang union a, town in the country. Best go union ahead. town in the country. I love it. Hang a in $20 bill out of your pocket and go for a walk in about an hour and a half. And then call in tomorrow. Let me know if you got back without right, getting I, in the head. I, 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 I'm breathing right. easy. I'm breathing easy, Bill. Yeah. Enjoy. And see, that's why you got to love it. Love it. I hope you get everything that that corrupt Marxist mafia union town deserves. Because now you've been victimizing good people who were holding out hope. I hope. A hoping and a wishing. That's why it doesn't work. That's why swindlers sell hope and wish. It's time you get off your ass and do the right thing. You want to save it? Get the hell out of there and watch it collapse. 312-642-5600. We are trained Marxists. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I heard my mom cry. I heard her pray the night she called to die. Good song, Squirrel. What a shame. What a shame. What a great place to be from. You were born when I was born. You saw it at the best. You saw it declining. And now we live through the worst era in Chicago history. Tom in Blue Island. Hey, Sean, you know, uh, Ditto's buddy. Val is probably being so nice yesterday, trying to see if he could angle for a fifth or a sixth pension. Meanwhile, let's go. Brandon is singing, don't call us, we'll call you by Sugarloaf. It's going to go fast and hard. How How many pensions did Paul have? You know? Does he have? I don't know. I heard there was a rumor, right? Didn't he have more than one or two? Ah, that's all right. Well, that's what you get. He was a daily La Cosa Nostra. When you are in a in a race where your options are you could have a daily gangster or the new Marxist gangster, 
You really think there was a win? There was no win. That's why. Don't don't be all depressed. I heard the morning show. Everyone depressed. Don't get depressed. You've been in this soup for a while. At least now it's undeniable. George Naperville. Sean, do you think Obama is thinking about selling his house or maybe even relocating his library because Chicago's in the toilet? You know, it was never really Obama's house. He he owed it to the oligarch, his master Resco, and Tony Resco is thriving. From what I understand. His kid just bought something on North Avenue, well, not just, but a couple months ago, for $20 million or who knows, it wasn't his money anyway. Uh, I wonder how good that real estate market is. Something tells me you'd be better off with a condo in Kiev. Glenn in Oakbrook. Hey, Sean. Listen, I think it's going to be really important for everybody to start buying U-Haul stock. Oh, I think it's too late. Uh, and then with gas prices, it won't give you the return you once had. What you should do is just get out. Stop wasting your money because you don't, it's not going to be worth it to make it because the ideology that uh, Brandon Johnson has, that's the same one that's running the White House. It isn't Joe Biden because he doesn't have one. But that's the same ideology. This is when it's open season on the successful people, and that's the destruction of the principles of Americanism. And we've been toying with that for a couple decades, and now you're going to go hardcore. Thank you very much. Hardcore, like Stormy Daniels, which, by the way, do I have that... Uh, which one was the clip where she has to pay Trump, honey bunny? Where is it? Where is it? Yes. I'm going to f- effort to find that later. Oh, here it is. The porn actress who got the hush money that kicked off the Trump investigation will have to pay more than $100,000 to the former president. That's right. On this day, a federal appeals court ordered Stormy Daniels Tuesday to cover Trump's legal expenses from her 2018 defamation case. Daniels, whose real name is Stephanie Clifford, had... Oh, Mr. Clifford, I'm sorry. Your daughter is now known for all kinds of, all kinds of bad things. In the meantime, on the same day he's indicted, she has to pay his lawyers from the last time her name was mentioned. I love that. The irony. The Democrats didn't want to report that. That's why it was only on the Internet, not on their actual regular cable stations. Teresa on the Gold Coast. Hi, Sean. I love that, too, about Stormy Daniels. Love it. Favorite. And here's the Democrats out celebrate. What did he do? I don't know, but he should go to jail. This is when you let the dummies do things. This is when you pretend that they're normal. Come on, you're not a dummy. You come on here with the rest of the kids, and before you know it, you have Chicago. Go ahead. Exactly. Uh, I was just going to say that Brandon Johnson is as worthless as Lightfoot, and things in this city will get worse. There's no doubt about it. I mean, Chicago is going to make Detroit look like utopia. So That's what are you going to do? Happen. What are you still doing there? What is wrong with you, kid? <laughs> I'm working. <laughs> yeah, well, at, at this point, you know, this is an interesting topic. When you're working yeah. to fund the gangster government that is attacking you, What's the point of working when you're better off making less and having a higher quality of life where you're not overtaxed, you're not burdened. And by the way, the people who are taxing you, they hate you. Oh, oh, yeah, it's entirely different. You know, I still have uh, uh, the cigar store. Do you know that out of the blue, I just got contacted. They uh, you have to file quarterlies when you have a report. They just said, we're going to throw out your last two years. So have it by X amount of date or we're going to revoke your license. Revoke the fracking license. I don't even want to have it there anymore. It's just a hangout for good people. But this is what they do. They attack people. They don't help them succeed. That's the ideology of a mafia. And that's why you got, if you can't see that now, kid, 
I don't know what else I could do for you. But thank you very much, Teresa. You could always listen to my show. Uh, Mitchell, this blames. Ah, Sean, Victor goes to spoils. You know, let's, Brandon doesn't realize that this guy has never had to get a job. He's based his entire life on taxpayers. Yeah. He's never wrote a check. He doesn't understand the law of supply and demand. And this idiot is giving incentives for the police department to basically check out, and you're giving an incentive for crime. Brother, I love it. The idea that this bust out makes 200 grand a year in ghost jobs and didn't pay the fracking water bill. That's all you got to see. It's going to be spectacular, man. I am going to enjoy every day of it. I really am. Stephen Huntley. Hey, Sean. Uh, great show. Thanks for all you do, buddy. Um, well, you know, I'll see if I can uh, give you a good thing here. Um, I think the left really missed a great opportunity uh, with the Trump trial. Uh, gosh, you know, it was uh, Easter week, so they could have done this really cool uh, kind of like last Tuesday where, you know, when Trump comes up in the car, they get out and uh, you know, make him carry a crucifix, make him carry the cross. And, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, he could be greeted by Cromie and Hillary and maybe struck and page and they put a crown, uh, a mega uh, crown of thorns on him and yeah. they walk See, him down the street. What, and, you know, I didn't realize that Huntley had a theater district. I like the way you think, Kit. Thank you very much for calling. Craig, I'm on Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. So. This morning I was listening to uh, Dan and Amy, and they had that the McCarthy lawyer on there, and then uh, he gave his spiel, and uh, they were talking about Ari, uh, another lawyer, who said, "Oh yeah, we can't fight fire with fire just because the the, the Democrats uh, operate with lying and uh, bringing our people uh, up for all these uh, trumped up charges and all this stuff like that." And I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, Dan didn't even take and fight back on that or uh, go back because he could have said, "Well, wait a minute now." The dumb rats and all these uh, the, these people, the Clintons and the uh, Biden's family, they're all actually guilty of crimes and stuff. It's not the same thing. It's a totally different thing. We would be going after our lawyers can go after them legitimately and start uh, uh, indicting them for real yeah. crimes like Biden, a whole bunch of them. And our lawyers don't do nothing. They come after us with false crap, just like January 6th and a whole bunch of everything. That's why I am not a Republican. I don't call myself a Republican. When you listen to me, I'm not. Do I vote Republican? Well, yes, but not not across the board for very specific people. I will never be a party voter because the party is more a duopoly of the same ideology. Any party that would take the highest person in the Senate and it's Mitch McConnell. No, that's not my party. This is an opportunity. You're exactly right. This is an opportunity. North Carolina set the tone. They just made the list. They have a veto-proof majority in their in their state house. You want to be you have a good life, you go to North Carolina. This is how you have to decide. Because once the mafia gets in power, that's nah, over. Thank you very much. They don't the pickpocket doesn't cut his hands off. Mike Griffith, Indiana. It's Mike the bond trader. I'm calling in to just take my beating. I picked Vallis. Go ahead, rub my nose in it. I don't have to rub your nose in it. You're just going to come to the cigar store while I still have my license, and you're going to purchase three cigars, and you're going to smoke <laughs> one, and I'm going to take two. Thank you very much, Mike. I'm fair. I'm fair. I'm uh, honest, and I never wavered from exactly the trajectory Chicago's in. It's a tragic one. Don't get me wrong. It's tragic. But this is the way the Chicagoans want it. The fact of the matter is an ideology that... Literally, we sent millions of boys to go die for just one in the city of Chicago. 
Do you need flashing lights and get hit with a clown car? What are you, what are you doing there? 312-642-5600. Run, Forrest, run! Run, Forrest! I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM 560. The answer. Now, the best part about these imbeciles, really, the best part is they're all bust outs. Their cities, their states, their counties, they cannot exist. They're all bankrupt. The only way they can survive is welfare that they seize from the federal government, and then they pretend that they're winning and all this. But here's how stupid they are. The National Socialist Workers' Parties Party was the Nazis, you fracking morons. So on Asshat, back at the studio, because I'm in Studio Xanadu, back in studio in Illinois, on Asshat, Squirrel Hands just tells me one of the Democrat scourge gets on, and they said, I sound like Hitler. Was that what he said? Hitler. What the, what the moron, the moron, doesn't know is when the socialists win in government, they are representing the American National Socialist Workers' Party. That's what won, you stupid son of a dog. Now, I understand you probably grew up in that imbecile education system for Chicago Teachers Union. They were teaching you how to be a useful Nazi. You don't understand. I'm anti-force. The only way those ghettos can survive is by forcing the money away from the people who make it, by extorting them. The only way they can stay in power is by government censorship, which is what you watch on the news. You're not getting the, the, the stories of the culture of corruption that is the aldermen, the 50 thieves, and their money laundering schemes of shakedown. But you're going to live through a Nazi society. You're going to love it. Do me a favor. Though. Just stay there, you roach. Stay in that infested, roach-infested, corrupt city. Stay there. And don't come by to where the decent people live. Separate. That's the answer. And this is why you should be excited, not depressed, because you've been wallowing in it anyway, if you didn't recognize it. And the idea you were going to win anything with Vallis, you might have lost at a slower pace, but you were losing nonetheless. Don in Bloomingdale. Sean, it was ironic that the day before the election in Chicago, the U.S. Um, updated their census reports, and the number one county in the United States for losing population was Cook County. Ta-da's been a joke for half a century. A joke for half a century. You, when, you, when people from Cook County would go even to foreign countries, say you're from Chicago, they laugh at you. And in the meantime, these idiots think they won as they have elected a record number of out-of-the-closet Nazis, socialists. That's what they are. Right. And they don't understand that they destroy every succeeding thing in the areas they reside over, that the, the corruption is insatiable. You can never, 30000 a year in the Chicago teachers for, for students, that's what they charge, 30000 a year, and the kids can't fracking read, and the Nazis don't care. They just want more and more and more, and all they do is say Hitler, Hitler, Hitler. They don't even know who they're arguing against. They don't even know what a Nazi is, and that's why years and decades ago, they allowed the morons, what we used to call special ed, Get in the dummy class. They allow them to go with the other kids and they drag down everybody. And then you make the kids who thrive at something, you hold them back. And you're teaching them how to live in a society that penalizes exceptionalism 
and rewards failure and corruption and thievery. And that's what Chicago is. That's what New York is. That's what New Jersey. That's what California. Where is there a Democrat in power? That's what it looks like. And that's why they're all busted. They're all busted. So it's time to cut them loose. Thank you very much, Don. Kevin in Austin, Texas, he puts up a fight. He always wants to do, what's the, what's the strategy you like there? What do you do where you pretend that the, the elections are Yeah, the precinct strategy. Precinct where you pretend that they count the votes and it's all legit. Okay. How you feel about it's that today, who, kid? It's not who votes that counts. It's people who count that votes. I think it's a great opportunity. Uh, I want to congratulate you for having uh, four years of probably fantastic material to talk about. I no, I, I, listen, that. I don't want this, but I recognize when the game is don't. rigged. When the game is rigged, you don't play it. You make fun of those that do. And speaking of making fun of those that do, I would love to see it. I see. I watch you on uh, Rumble uh, when you're doing your show. You got the AM 560 thing behind you. You should put a map of Chicago up with all the wards named out and have names on. And then just go through. I hope you make all these aldermen famous in the next four years. They're already already infamous. You you know this, Kevin. you no, even, you, no, but I want you to. I want you to magnify who these guys are and what people can do. And believe it or not, because I hope this turns into a council ward. This was a fifty-fifty <laughs> election, pretty much. It was what fifteen thousand is dividing them, and they still have mail uh, ballots coming in. Yeah, you should, you, yeah. If you look at a map on where where the what was the were, story right? over the weekend about them busing them in? What was the story about that small group of ten percent teachers that are not communist suing the teachers union? All squashed. That's as squashed yeah. as Mike Madigan's indictment or Ed Burke, that fat-ass Irish gangster gypsy well, moron. What I, so it, what I think is going to happen in Chicago politics is you're right. Those guys, the three top guys, Madigan, Daly, and Burke are gone. So now you have power centers that are all dispersed. Even when Lightfoot, she worked at Mayor Brown, so she was just still part of that power center. This guy is not. It's going to be even crazier in the next. Oh, it's going to be the next four years. Yeah, he's so a true believer. Have, I hope you have council wars, and I hope you, I hope you name all these guys and make them very famous. Oh, and well, they have a lot of material. Oh, but I'm just going to listen. The the reality is the people are unaware of exactly how bad it can be. Oh, they are. When you have no, some ideology, so they're going to learn. I went I long. Gotta time. go. Gotta go. Thank you very much. Pre-string strategy, my ass. Like Stalin said, I don't care how the people vote. I care who counts it. I'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so There is one reason and one reason only. The youngest country became the wealthiest. It was the economic system steeped in property rights referred to as capitalism. That's it. Now, it's taken 247 years, but we managed to undermine that principle. My next guest is an expert in this field. He's a senior fellow at the Independent Institute, a Devo Moore professor of economics at Florida State University, and the author of an Independent Institute book, Liberty in Peril. Boy, is it. He's also the author of an article I read recently in the Independent 
Institute called Capitalism. His name is Randall Holcrum. Randall, thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm doing very well, Sean. Thanks for having me on. It's upsetting to be in this predicament in the year 2023, a country that out of the gate was steeped in the property rights. I think it was referred to by capitalism by the founder of Marxism, was it not? But it was property rights, an economic system based in that. And yet here we are, 247 years later, hell-bent on having these students give those principles away and adopt the very ideology that destroys the quality of life everywhere it's implemented. How do we change it? Well, that's a tough question, and I guess as an educator, I might say education. Uh, I'm not quite as pessimistic as as uh, you sound. Uh, I'm from Chicago, Randall. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think we're doing pretty well, but our freedoms are always under assault. They're always under threat, and so you know, ultimately. You know, we're never going to finally win the battle to preserve our freedom because there are always people looking to compromise it for their own advantage. Uh, but really, uh, we have pretty free markets. Our standard of living is pretty high, uh, and economic progress is continuing. So I'm optimistic, even though I see the threats. And the reality is we're facing a government supremacy. And I think the reason is the government is the only industry, the only entity, that the more it fails the more money and power it gets. Can we reverse this based on the principles of economics? Because the problem I have with it is I'm a capitalist. We are pulled off the moorings of principles. So far in the deep waters, we're talking in numbers that the human mind can't even conceive of, trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars. We have unfunded liabilities to the tune of hundreds of trillions of dollars. So if we're not going to have a fundamental principled exchange currency based in principles how do we pull it back well i mean i think uh, people overall see the threats uh, in a lot of ways we're uh, freer today than we have been in the past i mean you go back to the beginning of the reagan administration top federal income tax bracket uh, was up at 70 percent uh it's under 40 percent now so we've had uh, a reduction in uh, income tax rates. Uh, we have, in some senses, uh, more freedom of speech. I mean, in that the news media, <laughs> uh, television has been, was pretty heavily censored if you go back several decades. And we have so many more options as far as, I mean, you go back to, well, again, we go back to the Reagan administration, and, and you have three television networks. They're all reporting the same news. Uh, yeah. Now there's a lot more variety. Uh, so, you know, you can listen to Fox News. You can listen to CNBC. So, uh, you know, again, I, I would say I'm not quite as pessimistic as you are, but I do see the threats. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think one of the big threats is the way people are looking at the function of government, that uh, – they see they see the idea of government as carrying out the will of the people. Democratic government ought to carry out the will of the people. And that's not the way our founders viewed it. I mean, our founders designed a limited government with constitutional rules, uh, and the Constitution gave the government limited and enumerated powers. And I think one of the big problems is sort of an ideological one, that we're thinking democracy, we ought to do what the people want. But that's not what the founding fathers had in mind. Well, we're a republic, and I'm wondering, you know, you hear these kids chant democracy. Do they understand the principles of a republic or why we are one? And I do, I, you say, listen, I am pessimistic in the grand scheme of things, but I'm also optimistic because I now live in Florida with you. 
And what I, I, I realize is the ideology of the citizen from these Democrat mafia stronghold states versus the one I'm now living in, in Florida with you, in there is what I see as the optimism. Because you're seeing states distinguish themselves very starkly from the states that are Democrat-run. As the Democrat policies are more interested in attacking those people who make in the name of the people that don't, they've given the virtue shield to the people who often refuse to. And that's what's winning. So we are seeing a separation in ideology. Now, in your estimation, do the principles of our nation want to hold fast to the republic? Or do we bow down to the mobocracy that democracy devolves into? Well, I, I, I'm hopeful, and uh, I'll give you the Ron DeSantis answer to that question. You know, that, uh, that Governor DeSantis is saying, look, people from all over the United States are moving into Florida. We have debt in migration from other states. You take a state like California, New York, they have net out migration. There are more American citizens leaving California that are moving in. There are more American citizens moving into Florida than moving out. So, I mean, it's, it's sometimes it's government. Uh, but just if we look at migration patterns, that's uh, some indication to me that people recognize some of the problems of oppressive government. Now, Randall, um, one thing I'll recognize is that the people originally who set us on this path, the John Maynard Keynes, although I believe his philosophy has been bastardized and he wouldn't have sat by as, he, as what has happened happened, but they planted that seed of corruption knowing that full well once you had government directing and spending money in the name of bolstering economies up, that would take over. And it would soon get to a point where you could never unwind the government spending from the private sector. And that private sector shrinks and shrinks and shrinks. And now we are living in an America where the government spends $9 trillion a year and pretends that it's receiving tax revenue. Can you unwind the government economy from the private sector in a country that spends $9 trillion a year, sets records of revenue, and still is in the same bankruptcy trajectory that Chicago, New York, New Jersey was on. Can you unwind it? Well, I'm, I'm hopeful that we can, that um, uh, we see that creative entrepreneurs are all the time figuring out ways to work around the, the rules. Uh, you know, one example that I that I like to think about is uh, the ride-sharing services like Uber and Lyft. Uh, you had all this regulation on taxi cabs, uh, and entrepreneurs have figured out, hey, you know, here's a market model where we can do an end run around government regulation, and consumers have bought into it. Uh, I mean, that's a small example, but but really, Sean, by and large, don't you think that that we're pretty free? I mean, I see the threats. But I think no, uh, the, the, Randall. I'm going to tell you why. I wasn't okay. born with any money. I had to earn money, and I recognized very early on in a progressive system, there's a reason it was the number two plank in the Communist Manifesto. I think the seeds of government supremacy are spawning. That's the part where I want to combat it at every level. I don't want to give them one inch. And what I see is a great city I'm from now elect an open Marxist. Communists and socialists are elected as aldermen. So I'm not pessimistic. I'm motivated because I believe in the principles of capitalism, the principles of property rights. And I understand the diabolical nature of the government supremacists. As we sit a hold by 537 politicians 
who have destroyed every aspect of a free economy and now are commingling government direction so much so they would have the audacity to direct purchases of items and consumer products that we don't want and they incentivize or penalize you if you steer out of it so what i'm aggravated at is that we have become more of a fascistic ideology country than we are that country that spawned you and i to reap the rewards and generations who inherit it and their willingness to give it away that's what irritates me i think we'll win in the end because after all there's a reason we were the youngest and the richest. We were right. And I need sure. to get back to that. And I'm not going to get back to that by commingling my, my, my tolerance for the corruption in Republicans or Democrats schemes of government uh, interference and Keynesianism. I want to reject it all. I want to tear it out at the root. Sure. And you, I mean, you, you bring up Keynes, and Keynes is a good example of an individual who thought, you know, I'm an expert. I know more than other people. Uh, so if we just turned over the running of society to people like me, to the experts who know more, we have a better society. Of course, that's led to corruption. That's led to um, cronyism. Uh, but, you know, it, I mean, if, if you look at the long view uh, and you think about the prosperity in the United States, well, Look at Silicon Valley and how well Silicon Valley is doing right now. But if you go back half a century or more, the uh, uh, parallel uh, location in the United States was Detroit. I mean, Detroit, uh, I mean, that was the center of of economic commerce. Well, I think uh, that the government of Detroit has done a lot to destroy the automobile industry there in Detroit. I mean, the automobile industry are... is it's strong in the United States, but it's spread out of Detroit. A lot of it's in the southeast where the, the unions don't have the same powers in Detroit. Now you, you look totally at California, agree. you look at Silicon Valley, that's the future Detroit. That Silicon Valley is the future Detroit. And the, the free states like Florida, like Texas, those are the places that are going to displace Silicon Valley. Yeah, I want to get back to that ideology and appreciation for the system you and I inherited because we were born of an ideology of true liberalism. See, you and I are not really Republicans per se. We're people who believe in the principles of property rights. That word capitalism in the title of your article, it's been so maligned, so attacked, so misrepresented that kids today are afraid to admit they're capitalists. They're made to be ashamed of this country versus then appreciate there's a reason we were the, the youngest and the richest, and we still are sharing the, the highest level of income that you talk about in your book. But if you do not abide by those principles, before you know it, you will give them away, and you will be in this hybrid government-manipulated society that I feel we're in now. That's my fear. And only yeah, through I'm... explaining that to the kids and in your arena and embracing the principles of capitalism and, and showing them i'm the liberal you're the liberal if you believe in property rights but if you believe that the government can do anything except waste your money and give you a good excuse for it i think we need to put those restraints on government the only place in this country they're supposed to be yeah i absolutely agree with that and i think i mean a lot of times we measure government by government spending you know we look at government budgets and, and so forth and i think really the bigger threat to our liberty is not with the spending but with the regulation that uh, regulation uh it's not as visible as government spending it's not as easily measurable but it really has a negative impact uh on on the our society and on the economy uh if you look at corruption in government corruption inevitably uh comes from regulation
Yeah. When you look at the at the data, I'm very, very, very concerned with the mimicking, and this was a bipartisan issue, and imitating the velocity of money during the original shutdown under Trump that has now been expanded. Because one thing else I notice is once government spends something, it never downshifts. It never goes under. It's irrelevant how much money it receives in revenue. It's always, the Leviathan is never quenched. It's always going to be thirsty for more. Do you think if you could focus on one aspect of government spending where we could get maybe all the people to understand it's wrong, what would that be? Boy, that's that's a tough question. Uh, I don't know if I would focus on one area of government spending so much as the level of government spending. If we could devolve government spending from the federal level down to the states, down to the localities, we'd be much better off. We'd be uh, there'd be a lot more accountability, and it it it, it uh, does irritate me a bit. You know, the federal government collects up our taxes collects up all this tax revenue. They give these grants to the states, but with strings attached. You know, so the state has to do this or that or the other yeah. to get the government money. But it's money that's taken from, from people in the states to begin with. Uh, if we left that money in the states, if we devolved so we had more of a federal system, so the federal government didn't spend so much, we'd be a lot better off. Randall Holcomb, I want to thank you for taking time out of your day, and I want to thank you for writing the articles you write and the book. Uh, Liberty in Peril. I loved it, and I want to thank you for coming on the show. I truly appreciate it, Randall. Well, thank you, Sean. I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The Answer. AM560. The Answer. On a cold and gray Chicago morning, a poor little baby child is born in the ghetto. Yeah. Now that's going to be Lincoln Park, and his Wicker Park. What was the word, Honey Bunny, that the, the socialist one? Because if there's one thing she don't need, it's another running up, running against a business person. Correct. Wow. And there you have it, Rich Indian Head Park. Hey, John, how you doing tonight? I'm doing wonderful. How are you, babe? Good. I'm good. What I wanted to say is, I think that the DOJ had a hand in uh, getting this Braggs to, uh, <laughs> to get an indictment against Trump. You think? I, I, <laughs> to get the attention off of Biden and his family. I mean, come on, nobody's talking about them anymore, are they? It's on every station here in Studio Xanadu. It's on every network. And, you know, that's really the brilliance of the mafia, to cover up the kind of scandals. Right. You know, versus then to talk about... The most obvious asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, was driving up everything in the wrong direction, driving down every asset you have. That's why Joe Biden is the most impeachable president this country ever had. And uh, I appreciate and giving. Go ahead. What else do you want to say? And how, how many years are they going to go back to try to find things on Trump? They're going to go back to when he was in high school. How yeah. far back are they going to go? They're going to go, and, and they got another keep thing in 1989. Forward. He had a problem. Because what we underestimate is the culture of corruption that is so systemic in these Democrat sewers. For instance, did you hear what he said about uh, the judge's kids? I didn't know. The judge's kids worked for who? Tower in Chicago right now. Now, where is it? It's an insult to our country as the world is already laughing at us for so many other reasons, like our open borders, our incompetence. That is incompetent. I have a Trump-hating judge with a Trump-hating wife and family. (laughs) 
whose daughter worked for Kamala Harris and now receives money from the Biden-Harris campaign and a lot of it. It's like Chicago. It's like the dimwit Blagojevich's sweet poly purebred wife. Only real estate company she worked for, Tony Resco. Then when he gets sent to the Husqvar, she becomes an insurance agent. And out of the box, she's got hundreds of millions of, of policies from the daddy's corruption. This is the systemic corruption that's very, very tough to beat. Very, very tough to beat. So do you think he's going to get... Of course he's being railroaded. Of course the Department of Injustice is now headed up by a Chicago Mafia member, Ferret Face Garland, whose loyalty isn't to just Joe Biden or, or Barack. He likes big butts and he cannot lie Obama. It's to the ideology of Saul Alinsky. It is the Mafia. That's why when they're asked about it, it doesn't really matter what comes out of their mouth. Yeah, as as he was last week when uh, when the announcement was made uh, of the uh, of, uh, of, a, of an indictment, uh, he was of course uh, briefed by by the, his senior members of his staff. Uh, just like as we we all found out, you all learned uh, through uh, through uh, reports, uh, the media reporting, and that's all I have. I played the clip the other day from two years ago. He guaranteed this would happen. He instructed it to happen. He sits at the council table of mafia members, La Cosa Nostra, known as the Democrats. You mentioned the president travel to Minnesota this week. He had a meeting yesterday on artificial intelligence. Uh, you said he's looking forward to this trip to Ireland as well. In any other news environment, these might be stories that are really driving uh, both national and local headlines. But as the questions that you got yesterday indicate, there's one other story really dominating the news right now. Can you talk about the White House's strategy to make sure the president's message is getting through to the American people and? The former president's legal troubles are likely not to go away at all this year. Is there concern that this will take away from the president's ability to communicate uh, that message this year? Well, we've been very clear. I Here at the podium yesterday, as you just mentioned, and, and today, we've been very clear what our focus is on. I actually got questions on AI, a few questions on AI yesterday that we were able to answer and speak to uh, from the podium. They're We're-, using this as cover because what you're just experiencing is the rebirth of the problems before the strategic oil was released, driving our ability to humper, to hunker down in a, in a World War III and supply our nation with strategic oil. It was released so that Democrats could pretend that they were not failing to the magnitude they are. Valerie in Chicago, Chirac. Hey! Hi, Hi good. How are oh, you? Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and you are so right. Chicago is now turning into Chirac, and I wasn't very happy about voting for either one of them, but because I'm stuck here, I have to kind of yeah. accommodate. The Amy Jacobson. Which- the curse of the Amy Jacobson. She had to try and sell that bald fraud. Yes, I understand. I understand. But I'll tell you, Valerie, did you ever see somebody who relished losing more than Paul Valen? Oh, he, you know what, Sean, I cried last night. Oh, I was like, Valerie. are you serious? Yeah. You, yeah don't, that is just wrong. So, Valerie, why, no. are, you, why are you stuck? Because I, I love having this argument. I normally have them with people I'm related to. But tell me why you're stuck. Um... I work in Chicago for people that I love. A couple of them are fire department people. And God bless the families that just lost. Oh, terrible. Terrible. 
Two days in Horrible. a row. I didn't. I didn't realize. Yeah, and love and affection, and that's why most people stay. And you're tethered for love and affection. But you got to figure out how to break the chain, at least for your kids. Your kids are, are, are your kids stuck there too? Oh no, my children are. Well, my oldest one is in Springfield, so he doesn't have to deal with this. Yeah. Ick. Yeah. <laughs> And he only sees Pritzker when he's celebrating wasting the people's money. So there's always bright. You hope, know but, what? Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, love. If my son saw jiggly balls, yo, yes, <laughs> he uh, might want to. <laughs> well, don't worry. There's always there's always a way to laugh. Just think, the gym. there's unfortunately a woman that has to put up with that on Saturday nights when it's all liquored up, coming at you for a little amorous affection. Thank you very much, Valerie. Keep a happy thought, <laughs> not Pritzker in his underpants. In the meantime, does it run cover for the greatest failed presidency in American history? Our focus is going to continue to be the American people. Uh, what you all cover is up to, to all of you, but we're going to do our best uh, to stay the course, uh, to talk about the issues that matter. Right? We think- I think you should talk about the issues that matter, and it was talked about in Mar-a-Lago last night. It's an insult to our country as the world is already laughing at us for so many other reasons, like our open borders, our incompetent withdrawal from Afghanistan, where we left behind American citizens, $85 billion worth of the best military equipment in the world, lost 13 magnificent young lives and far too many to mention that are so badly hurt with the loss of arms and legs and facial Obliteration, the most embarrassing time in our country's history, in my opinion. Then it's not just your opinion. It's the fact of exactly what's happening around the world. Exactly how many countries are de-dollarizing. Exactly how many countries are recognizing us for the foreign policy profiteers of war and misappropriation of funds that we are. This current group of clowns that infest NATO and the United States military leadership on top of what's going on in Ukraine, they act like it's a game and they ignore the human cost, blood that's being spilled. Since we spoke last, the NATO-Russian border has been doubled in size by adding Finland to NATO at the height of the Russia-Ukraine war. How insane is that? It's like that old Christopher Walken bit on Saturday Night Live, more cowbell. we got to have more cowbell. And we keep (laughs) doubling down, doing the dumb thing. The reason NATO expands is because NATO doesn't have enough troops on its own. So it figures if it keeps adding people, we can get some more troops and capability. That's really what's going on. We're not adding these people because, yeah, look what a strong alliance we are. In fact, Judge, if you look at what's happening on the international front, I have never seen the unraveling of American influence take place so rapidly. You have now Syria is being brought back into the Arab League. Saudi Arabia is... Every time you hear a bell squirrel, an angel gets his wings. Facilitating that. You've got India and Malaysia saying, okay, yeah, we're going to accept payment for oil now in rupees. So the central point of the U.S. dollar is disappearing. You've got China and Brazil making deals on that front. You've got African countries now turning increasingly to Russia. And what are we doing? We're bringing Finland into NATO. Ooh, (laughs) that's scary. It's absolutely fantastic. 
Not to mention the domestic economic failure here. Debt ceiling. Uh, it's been 58 days since there was a meeting between the House Speaker and the President on the debt ceiling. Um, you know, we're talking about the full faith and credit of the United States. We're talking about uh, you know a serious issue. Why not? Why doesn't the President just call yeah, for a meeting? Talking, you're right. We're talking about the full credit. The Wait, let me you let me answer. I heard your question. We are talking about the full credit of the na- of this nation, which is why we believe that Congress should uh, should should not hold. Hold, hold this up. It should be done without conditions. There should be no negotiations. And they get to hide now. That's the downside. But it's more than just political persecution. It's strategic because the mafia is afraid to be exposed. You see, the way they run the Chicago short-in-the-pants mafia is the way it operates everywhere. There's a Democrat in charge of anything. I have a Trump-hating judge with a Trump-hating wife and family whose daughter worked for Kamala Harris and now receives money from the Biden-Harris campaign and a lot of it. It's like Gotti's Ravenswood Club. One giant fracking mafia. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM 560. The answer. What was uh, Brandon Johnson? He was talking about love, wasn't he, Squirrel? Thinks the cure is if we love everybody, give everybody money and invest. I prefer Senator Kennedy's approach. And I've made my position very clear. I believe love is the answer, but I own a handgun just in case. I love that son of a gun. What I do know is the left never stops. I mean, it was 2016 they spied on his campaign. 2018 it was Mueller investigation. 2020 it was suppressing the Hunter Biden laptop story. 2022 it's raiding his home 91 days before the election. And now it's this in the run-up to the 2024 presidential race. As I've said many times before, why won't they just let we the people decide who we want representing in, in office? Why do they always have to, the FBI or the left, get involved in every single election trying to put their finger on the scale? They've been out to get President Trump for ever since he's, he, he went in public life and, and ran for office. And I think it's because he's actually fighting for we the people, not fighting for the establishment in the swamp here. And that's the, that's the key problem I think the left has with President Trump. I don't think- and the reason that they must protect the La Cosa Nostra, the mafia, the gangster government, is because what's, in, what's, what's at stake is trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars. Now that they have control, they can pay off their sycophants throughout the country in very strategic ways. One thing these ghettos that are run by Democrats need is money, and they'll find any excuse to direct it. You know, the uh, climate and economic justice screening tool is, is, is going to be the... Now, she's talking real fast because she's a Democrat swindler. Climate economic screening tool. This is a schematic that they pretend they have. But what it will do is take all of our money and direct it to the ghetto sewers that are always thirsty for money because they're bankrupt. And they'll do it now in the name of climate. You almost have to stand back in appreciation of what's at stake and the way it's being manipulated and contorted. And whenever they're questioned on it, just yell Trump's name and everyone will look away. You know, the uh, climate and economic justice screening tool is the is, is going to be the. Ba- now, this is uh, what is it? Brenda Mallory, some dimwit named Mallory. 
Bimbo, Mallory. All right, let's go with that, Squirrel. Nice. I like the way you think. Ace for us identifying what those communities are. Um, and that is basically a mapping tool that was created based on like areas using factors that show the disadvantage that occurs, like places where there's high flooding, places where there are health impacts, places where there are air impacts, places where they're like subject to, um, to legacy pollution. So those are all combined together to create a map. And that map is a basis for us as we are looking at funding that is um, that is needed or opportunities to see whether we're in this. So as the economies collapse, as now the undeniable massive increase in oil will take off, more of your money will go wasted to very specific er- areas. Those specific areas will be have one common denominator. They will be Democrat inhabited, Democrat controlled. The mafia takes care of their own. Some people on both sides of the aisle say the case is weak. Isn't this what you're supposed to do? You're supposed to bring the case and then you have to prove it. These are their bread and butter. (laughs) No wonder she can't find her eyebrows. No, no, no. You're not supposed to charge somebody unless you have prima facie evidence of absolute guilt. And they are supposed to have the presumption of innocence, you dimwit. What in the world was was the bartender from Cheers thinking? What in the world was Sam thinking? Butter cases. Like there's like a paper trail. I know his name is Ted Danson. I want the people to realize that good-looking son of a gun found this somehow irresistible, and I still have yet to find her eyebrows. Whoopee! Some people on both sides of the aisle say the case is weak. Isn't this what you're supposed to do? You're supposed to bring the case, and then you have to prove it. These are their bread and butter cases. There's like a paper trail. And what's so easy about this case is Trump has a really distinguishable, um, distinct uh, distinct, uh, handwriting. Oh, my God. Tina, you fat lard, come get some dinner. This is every reason. Decades ago, when men were men and women were women... After the uh, dinner, the guys would pretend that they were going out to smoke a cigarette and go to the racetrack. That's the reason. Now let's go to another dimwit, Elvin Bragg. Mr. Bragg, the indictment says that uh, there were 34 false uh, business uh, uh, records. And they were done to conceal another crime, but the indictment does not specifically say what... I want you to think about the fact that he's indicted, railroaded, and the actual indictment doesn't specify anything other than claim he lied on 34 pieces of paper with his signature on it. Do you realize what you could... Do you know that LLCs have to, fire, have to file reports, yearly reports? All of the LLCs that the Biden crime family was laundering bribes from the Chinese communists and the oligarchs around the world all went through this. All of those LLCs had to have been reinstated by the Biden crime family, which means every one of those docs is it evidence of fraud? Can we get a Republican to maybe bring him up on charges, you think? Those crimes where we are assuming, perhaps, that they might be election-related. I'm wondering if you can uh, specify what laws were also broken. Sure. So let me, let me say as an initial matter, the, the indictment doesn't specify that because the law does not so require. Uh, what law does it require? Hey, fetzo! God, every time I, I, I think of him, I think of that great 80s show. <laughs> theme of what's happening when I hear Elvin Brad. There's a striking resemblance to rerun. In my remarks, I mentioned a couple of laws, which I will highlight uh, again now. Uh, the, the, the first is New York State election law, which makes it a crime uh, to conspire to promote a candidacy by unlawful means. 
crime to conspire to promote a candidacy by unlawful means. What does that have to do with paying a hooker to for once keep her mouth shut? I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. My next guest is not just a man of accomplishment. He's a reason for optimism. The most patriotic Americans, more often than not, are people who lived under oppressive regimes. They understand the principles of Americanism. People like my next guest, who is an immigrant entrepreneur from Iran. His family left after the Islamic Revolution. He became magna cum laude graduate from Georgetown. He also is a political commentator for the conservative website politicrossing.com. He's the best-selling author of nine books, including the Great Patriot Bicot book, co-authored with Wayne Allen Root. He also wrote an article that I want to explore, Did Wokeness Kill SVB Bank? He's Nikki Bilu. Nikki, thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm fabulous, brother. I'm blessed and grateful. Thanks for having me on the show. It's an honor to be here. No, it's my honor because um, I think so many people can take the advantage of, of, of your life and use it for an optimist, optimistic future of America, where right now our biggest problem are these fat-ass, spoiled brats who are legacy Americans and have no idea what they're giving away as they vote for the Marxist mafia called Democrats today. So where I see optimism is in people who lived your kind of life and understand what a blessing freedom is. And they will never give it away. They'll fight to keep it. They'll write nine books. They'll take advantage of opportunities, and they'll become great Americans. And that's what you did. So I want to talk a little bit about your book before we talk about your article. Because I love this idea. After Barack Obama, who likes big butts and he cannot lie, after he was elected to the White House, I started something called the Capitalist Union. And I did that because I thought it was time that people who made this country go around, there's only 30% of us. The rest of them are just along for the ride and working to destroy it. Put their money together and stop enriching the ideology that not only Americans sent a million lives to fight, but was growing like a wild weed called Marxism and mm. communism and fascism. So what is this Bicot book that you wrote? Tell me about it. Well, that's a great question, my friend. So one of the things that has been bothering me is that I see that the evil left it has been following the playbook of Saul Alinsky, the late Saul Alinsky, who I believe was Chicago. also from the Chicago area. Oh, buddy, we're and, the hub of communism in Chicago. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Alinsky had this game plan that he put in a book called Rules for Radicals, and part of it was what he called the march through the institutions. So they've basically been taking over all the major institutions of American life, and now they've turned their attention to business, to corporations. And what they started to do was to basically use cancel culture to scare corporations into towing their woke Marxist fascist line. And many corporations started to do this, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a problem with this because they're spitting in the face of the people who are their customer base. So when I saw this, the, the thing that really 
turn me against corporations was that Gillette ad. Do you remember that Gillette ad, basically, where they said that men are bad and toxic? And I'm like, aren't men your customer base? And I stood up against that, and a good friend of mine did too. His name's Elon Srulovitz. He's with a company called Agard Watches, and he put out a counter to that ad called, you know, What is a Man? And that thing went viral. 60 million people watched it. And I said, hey, that gives me an idea. I'm going to be part of 10 million people who are going to stop using Gillette. And so we started to do that, right? And Mm -hmm. Gillette, who's part of Procter & Gamble, lost over $8 billion in market cap. So I teamed up with my good buddy, Wayne Allen Root, you know, who's a great American, great conservative. They call him the Trump of Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. And he and I said, let's put together a list of woke companies. So that was our first book. We wrote it two years ago. It's called The Great Patriot Protest and Boycott Book. And that was 116 woke, Marxist, towing, line-towing companies that we said, stop doing business with. Some of those companies included Bed Bath & Beyond, Victoria's Secret, Disney. And I'm happy to say that partly because of our efforts, those woke corporations lost over a trillion dollars in market capitalization. Disney led the way with over $100 billion in market cap lost. Okay, so we were excited. We thought this was great, but we realized it wasn't enough just to tell people, don't spend your money with the woke corporations. We needed to give them a place where they could spend their money. We needed to create a parallel patriot economy, okay, of companies that basically believe in the values of America, believe in the greatness of America. So we wrote the Great Patriot Bicot book, and we went through a rigorous process of putting 123 companies through what we call the Freedom Scale. And the Freedom Scale is part of this designation Wayne and I have come up with, which is called the Free Corp. It's like the answer to the, to the woke B Corp designation that the wokesters put together. And basically there's six elements to it. The first is political involvement. Does this company stick to business? Or are they virtue signaling and supporting leftist causes? They can score on a one to five scale. One is their virtue signaling. Five is they stick to business. Number two, political donations. Do they donate to woke, liberal, and Marxist organizations and candidates? Or do they donate to patriotic and conservative ones like the the GOP, the RNC, MAGA, the NRA, National Right to Life, you know, Project O'Keefe? You know, that's that's the Mm -hmm. successor to Project Veritas after they kicked out James O'Keefe. And then... Workplace culture. Is the workplace culture one that embraces freedom or is it poisoned by political correctness? Number four, marketing messages. Are there marketing messages steeped in pro-USA and American exceptionalism rhetoric? Or are they heinously woke and anti-human and pro-scarcity? Hiring policies for employees and vendors. Does the company hire the best man or woman for the job? Or do they try to tick an identity politics box? And number six, commitment to freedom and society. Does the company stand tall for American values, or has it been frightened into towing the woke line or selling out for the woke line? So we ran these companies through this kind of freedom scale. And I'm, I'm not going to tell you every company there is absolutely perfect because they're not. No. But what I will tell you is that on balance, these organizations stand for America and stand for what she's all about. And we feel pretty good that for the most part, these organizations have done this. Now, it's possible one of the organizations we picked was Anheuser-Busch, and I I think right now we're not going to put them in the next edition based on the stupid association they created with with Dylan Mulvaney. 
But yeah. I'll tell you, as for the rest of these organizations, you can feel really good about them. You can feel good about giving your money to them. Because let me tell you this. We spend $4.5 trillion in the consumer economy. If we divert only 10% of that, Sean, just 10% to patriotic companies, we'll change America. We'll change the world. We will. We may not be able to vote all these guys out of office. No, right I don't now, care about voting. It's time it's, to do. But yeah. we can certainly spend money with the people we support, and we can build our own parallel patriot economy, and we can kick the wokesters in the you-know-what. Nikki, I love this, and I'm going to tell you why. The answer to our problems is not the corrupt corporatism of the Republican Party. I'm not a fracking Republican. They make me sick. Anybody that would have that chinless weasel Mitch McConnell as, the, as their head representation in the Senate, you could flush that entire GOP. So what I did is I really i have been thinking about this over and over, and this company, Salem, is the best company in the world, Nikki. And I'm going to help you a little bit, if you don't mind. They're on the list, by the way. They're I'm on gonna, the list. I'm going to offer to help you. We have a couple of entities. One of them is called Freedom Square. And what they did yep. is kind of take a base principle of the, what I wanted to do, the capitalist union. And they, they, they have companies, lists. So you're supporting people who share the love of country, right? So it's called Freedom yep. Square. Then there's another company called American Eagle. And they're geniuses. Yep. And what they do is uh, web design. I'm going to keep your number. We're going to contact you very soon. I want to put us all together. And Salem, Please. this isn't about grabbing money or profit. We're already profitable. This is about assuring Americanism and freedom. And you know why I was excited about having you on the show? Only somebody who grew up under a theocracy, a, a, a vicious theocracy like Iran, yeah. understands how beautiful this country is and how we have to reject the ideology of not just Saul Alinsky, but the American Democrat Party. That is a mafia of Marxism. They're not American Democrats the way JFK was. There, these, this is a cabal of corruption that thrives in the sewers of corruption. I don't know if you saw the election results of Chicago, but outrageous. Yeah, they took this moron, this morphodite Marxist, and he's going to be the new mayor, and they think it's going to do anything other than flush the city even faster. So I think this is crucially important. And I'm wondering if when you were exploring for your article, Wokeness Killing SVB Bank, if it's the wokeness yeah. as much as the principle of the corruption and Keynesianism that this country's been on for a hundred years anyway. Because that's really the root of our problem. The idea that the government can spend money and it's good is just a failed philosophy, and we're only reaching the destination we should be at anyway. Isn't that partially true? One thousand percent. You know, when I was 20 years old, I read a novel that brought all this to sharp relief for me. The name of that novel is Atlas Shrugged. Yes. The author of that novel is Ayn Rand. And that novel has been made into a three-part movie that's available on Amazon Prime. Not that I'm in general, no. you know, a massive fan of Amazon, but hey, they are not censoring us or our books. So keep buying conservative books on Amazon for now. But if you go watch the three-part movie, if you go read that book, what you're talking about is exactly, exactly what she delineates in that book. We need no. to get, in the long run, government out of everything except its core functions. And that's basically to provide for the common defense, courts and police, roads maybe, and that's about it. Maybe. Anything yes, else I government like is involved in, they do terribly. Nick, and you know it, what's it's funny is I've been a fan of, of Ayn Rand all my life since I was a young kid. Yeah. I was given a book, 
And it's funny. I was talking to Salem, and they were talking about giving me this show because I, I was a caller. And, uh, you know, they said, well, describe yourself. I said, okay, if uh, Joseph Warren, the founding father, had a bastard baby, it would be with Ian Rand and raised by Jake LaMotta. That would be me. And I heard the guy laughing on the other end. I love end. it. And that's exactly how I got the job. And this is the kind of thing we need because this is an ugly game. Fascism is ugly. It presents itself as, as utopia. It presents itself as helping in the midst of the reality the philosophy of the Democrat Mafia, which is the philosophy of, of Marxism and Keynesianism yes. and communism, has never done anything but destroy the quality of life. When you're going through your, your life and you're, you're reflecting, do you, do you reflect back to Iran? And do you have warning signals for the Americans who think this is an ideology we can coexist with, aside from maybe making them respect our success is there a way to commingle with theocrats no no brother there's you know my favorite president of the last 120 years is ronald reagan and he had a philosophy when it came to fighting the cold war because before reagan became president everybody thought we need to coexist with the soviet union we need to find a way to accommodate mutually assured destruction you know what Reagan said? Reagan said, nope, we're here to win the Cold War. Here's my strategy for how we deal with the Soviets. We win, they lose. Let me yeah. repeat that. We win, they lose. And this is how we need to treat the Marxists. We're in the midst of a cold civil war. For us to pretend it's anything else, because I'm not in favor of a hot civil war, let me be clear. No, me too. We're in a hot civil war, but we're in a cold civil war. And they arrested President Trump and arraigned him. This is banana republic stuff. Banana republic and stuff. And Nikki, the, the, beauty, the beauty of being here during the Reagan years is that he did it with a good nature. And he yeah. and, uh, and, and, and the guy with the birthmark on his head, my mind went, Blake. Uh, the, Gorbachev. The leader, Gorbachev. The, he and Gorbachev had a respect for each other. And it was the time of peace. And that's the thing to recognize. No one is calling for diplomacy. No one is calling for peace. You didn't have to like Putin, but you had to recognize it was a more peaceful time when Donald Trump and Putin at least communicated. And granted, they recognized they both wanted success for their countries. But this idea that we are on the precipice of World War III with nukes, and you see the theocrats align with the Saudis at, at, at the calling of the Chinese Communist Party, this is something to be aware of, and Americans are not talking about it. This is not on the news. Iran and Saudi Arabia, at a meeting with the Communist Chinese Party, agreed to work together. That's a bad thing for the world, right? Listen, Iran, right now... I love my, my country, and I love its people. I'm not crazy about the government. Those guys are basically the locus of evil in the modern world, to use uh, Ronald Reagan's phrase, along with the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, and candidly, I'm not a fan of Putin's either. He, he's, not a, he's not a good guy. There's no, no question about it. He's responsible for the deaths of lots and lots and lots of people. And I do agree with you, if Donald Trump were still president, if they had not stolen the 2020 election, uh, and as someone who's seen a stolen election in back home in Iran, I can tell you unequivocally that I am 99.9% .9 certain that the election was stolen. 
because it has all the hallmarks of a stolen election. Oh. In a free election, one that actually was not stolen, nobody would be saying, nope, you can't go look. Nobody would be saying, no, 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 you can't, you can't bring it to the light of day. Everybody would say, okay, go ahead, come take a look. And that's not what they did this time. And as a result of this, we've got this half-brain-dead imbecile in charge of the country. Uh, and he's not really in charge of the country because no. you know, there's people standing behind him telling him what to do. It's the mafia. But our standing in the world has dropped. And if we're not careful in two years, there might not be a United States worth worthy of the name. You know, Nikki, you know, I agree. Right. I'm not. I'm allied not against my, us. We're toast. I'm not wrapping my arms Sorry, around Putin in any way, shape or form. But I will say this. I think Madeleine Albright and the foreign policy of the American government through five uh, 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 administrations, starting with George Bush Sr., are more responsible for Middle Eastern deaths than Vladimir Putin ever could be. So I think we have to tackle our own problems and recognize our own corruption in our foreign policy which I'll never forget Madeleine Albright when she talked about the 500,000 deaths in the Middle East, and she said it was worth it. Right then and there, it was time for all Americans to say, what the hell is going on in foreign policy? But since then, they've been inundated with this kind of dime store gossip column news, and they, the beat goes on, and people are being slaughtered, and trillions of dollars are at stake. That's why we need to come together. That's why I'm excited about you. Nikki, we're going to be very good friends, and I want to keep a relationship with Freedom Square, Salem, your organization, and we crank this out, and that's the way we Love turn that. it around from within. We, we got a deal? We got a deal, my friend. You got my cell number. Send me a text directly. Let's have a conversation, and let's please make sure that people know about this book, The Great Patriot Buy Cop Book, and they go buy a copy for themselves, and they go buy a copy for their friends and family. And if you own a company, you should buy a, comp a copy for each one of your employees. And if you're not in the book, because we didn't get everybody in, we know that, reach out to us and tell us why you think you should be in a future edition of it. We'll run you through the Freedom Scouts because we want more companies in there. This isn't about me and Wayne and how many books we sell. This is about change in America. The more books gets in the hands of more Americans who think like we do and don't want to see the country go down the drain the more we've got a chance to actually do that. And you're going to feel good because you can vote today with your dollars. You can say no to wokeism, and you can say yes to patriotism right away. You don't need to wait for any election to do that. You can do it right now with your money. Nikki Bilo, truly a pleasure. Really, my pleasure. I'm going to be talking to you soon. Thanks for making time for me. I appreciate it. God bless you. Thanks for having me on the show. It's an honor. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Nice. Little Vietnam era music. Most obvious government propaganda war in American history up until Ukraine. Hey, uh, uh, Squirrel, do you know what solar panels are made out of? You know what they're made out of, Squirrel? Oil. Oil. So when oil goes up, all that green energy boondoggle money laundering scheme, that goes up too. Oh, it's going to be a fun time. I don't know who's more excited about uh, the Democrats winning, the cartels or the oil companies. Chuck and Dullivan. I, I told you I had my teeth capped off. Just please let me speak. I can't believe that the people in Wisconsin... They turned around, they voted for that girl, and you could kill a baby all the way up until the day before it's born. 
I don't know the Wisconsin. Oh, is that the Wisconsin law now? Wow, it's like Chicago. Does do the Wisconsinites pay for it like they do in Illinois? Yes, they do. But the thing was, is they they had a chance to vote for Kelly. But guess what else? This lady, she wants to take all our guns, and she's a very very evil woman. And she got sixty percent of the vote. That means six people out of out of the ten voted. I want to tell everybody that did not vote yesterday to sit on their hands. You guys are idiots. You're idiots. Here's the thing. I think you were hoisted by your own petard, Chuck. You said it a long time ago. If you're not 180, you're not a lady. And you had a lady win who's clearly 240. I think it was like comfort food. They just voted her because they made it. She made them feel good about themselves. Now, today, I don't like Kevin McCarthy, but every once in a while, he gives a good answer. He gave a very good answer today. He was baited into talking about the Trump issue, but he thought it was an opportunity to really expose something more Americans should be calling for, and that's communication and dialogue and diplomacy. Mr. Speaker, you've talked at great length about the importance of the unity of this delegation and the bipartisanship, the bipartisan nature of it. But today, as you're meeting here with the Taiwanese president, Emmanuel Macron, the French president, is in Beijing meeting with Chinese leaders. What do those conflicting messages mean for the strength of this message and for your approach to China? And then if you can comment on yesterday's indictments, that would be great, too. Well, well, first of all, I don't think what Macron's doing is conflicting here. From the same point that I tell China, they cannot tell me who I can meet with. For the same argument that I said, this meeting will foster greater freedoms, right? It's communication. So I think it's great that Macron is meeting in China. I hope he delivers a message not to fond Russia's war in Ukraine. I hope he delivers a message that democracy makes the world safer and stronger. And that's kind of what's funny about the Biden foreign policy. They're cowards. They cower in the corner. They send their spies in rather than do what a man would do, what Donald Trump would have done. He would have got on a plane. He would have went to Moscow and said, what the hell is going on here? See, but the cowards, the Democrat cowards and the scourge, and the cockroaches, they like to pretend that they're winning. They're, they're on their virtue, on their Trojan horse of virtue. Why isn't anybody talking about the conflict rather than saber-rattling, stoking the possibility of World War III. This is something to focus on, and I think Kevin McCarthy gave the exact right answer in both cases. I hope he delivers a message that Americans meeting with President Tsai is positive for the same aspect that he is meeting with President Xi. I've been to China three times. I think greater communications between nations are positive. I think trying to show... Military actions is not. Communications are stronger. And they- See, because what's going on right now is us partnering up with uh, South Korea. We're having demonstrations of our military dominance, which is a lie. We're not dominant militarily. This is stoking the conflict rather than having the peace and the, and the coexistence that was had just two and a half years ago before Joe Biden stole the election. And yet here we are turning over our foreign policy to idiots and scallywags and assets of the Chinese Communist Party. You know, it's funny to me, nobody talks about the relationship and why Joe Biden was placed in the position of power he is now. It's to destroy America, not to strengthen her. 
America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the foot him, uh, foot, foot, excuse me, in the foothills of Himalayas. Stuttering. Xi Jinping, traveling with them. Unless we travel 17,000 miles when I was vice president. I don't. Well, where's that relationship? I know that's when you were vice president. He cut the deal and he bought your wrinkled ass. But where's the communication? Where is it now? I mean, after all, we've got everything going on from frickin' balloons to all kinds of nonsense. And all your, your policies seem to benefit the Chinese economy and hurt ours. I would refer you to the ODNI. If you have specific questions on their reporting, what I can tell you from here and what we have said many times is that we knew the flight path of the balloon before it crossed the United States. We took precautions in advance to ensure that it didn't get sensitive information. And when it, when it, when it comes to technology like this balloon, it has limited additive value compared to other means of intelligent collection. And we have said that. And the, and the bottom line is this is the, the administration that identified the problem and took action. You didn't do anything. You let it acquire everything it was sent here to do. You blew up a hobby balloon with two missiles, each costing $500,000, you dimwit and moron. And now you're threatening to send troops to Taiwan? Uh, Taiwan president visit. If China tries to take over Taiwan, is President Biden still committed to putting U.S. boots on the ground in Taiwan? We've, we've answered this question multiple times. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I don't have anything else to share. Okay. Why not just talk? Why doesn't anybody fracking talk? You know, regular people could straighten this country out in about 90 fracking days. That's why they don't like regular people. They don't like people who weren't cultivated in the corruption of politics. That's why they fear people like Donald Trump and people like anybody who wants to talk about rational solutions steeped in principles. This is not what they can afford to do. And they will throw the full force and corruption of the government at anybody who threatens to disrupt their money laundering scheme of a gangster government. So here we are now. It's where we were today in a city that was so great just four or five years ago. But now we're there. Spend time there today, as you possibly read, (laughs) with a local failed district attorney charging a former president of the United States for the first time in history. As he produces 50 percent less carjackings, lets murderers walk on the street like his name was Kim Peanuthead Fox. And this is what you go after him for. But there's there's a problem in going after a guy like Trump. He really doesn't get intimidated. He gets inspired. I feel the exact same way. And now you can expose this crime syndicate for what it is. I have a Trump-hating judge with a Trump-hating wife and family whose daughter worked for Kamala Harris and now receives money from the Biden-Harris campaign and a lot of it. Chuck Schumer's daughters work for Facebook and Google. How much of this goes on? How many of their sons like little Dick Durbin and his portly wives, our lobbyists, work for Big Pharma. How much of this corruption must we pretend is normal? I mean, outside of the sewer of corruption in Chicago. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. What exactly was the platform that the Marxist and they won the mayor's race in Chicago? Did he address 
how exactly we're going to take the streets back from the cartels and the street gang. Oh, love. We're going to love them. Uh, love. I love you. Thank you for being the, uh, the, the reason that so many kids are dying because of fentanyl and drug addiction. And thank you for killing so many people and shooting. But we love you. I don't, I don't think that's going to work, Squirrel. What do you say? You ever try to hug a gangster disciple? Yeah, they're not very huggable. How about the Sinaloa cartel guys with the face tattoos? and that? Those are some bad hombres, not too lovable. Gilbert in Chicago, do you remember what Brandon Johnson's solution was for policy for the street gangs that have destroyed the quality of life in Chicago? Gilbert? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you say Gilbert. No, right. I never even heard of Brandon until... Uh... Until they were announcing the uh, uh, results of the uh, uh, primaries, there. Uh, who are you is excited the about the? Are you, well, he's a he's a union hack, a Marxist union hack. Have you, are you excited about the um, the the resurrection of Chicago, the way you grew up with the thriving businesses in the financial district? Are you excited about that? Oh, it's, oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, man. <laughs> All right, go ahead. You're having a hard time with a license plate, from what I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here, here's the thing, you know, it's uh, nobody in Chicago. Well, Chicago's not that bad, you know. Actually, I lived in New York for a while. Grew up in Detroit, so, so some things about Chicago were are good, you know. But uh, well, do me a favor. Uh, don't ever move to Florida because it seems to be following you around bad policies. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, uh, these Democratic cowholes are just uh, insane. Uh-huh. Here, here's a, here's a mark of insanity from Alexi uh, Janoulis. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, Hell yeah, of a banker, yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could imagine the kind of banker he was. Uh-huh. Uh, so here's here, here's what I get. They send me Illinois registration identification card renewal. Okay, fine. Uh, but they want, they want my driver's license. They don't have it. They, they couldn't manage to print it on the form. They tell me to print it on the back, so I, know, I never know if anybody's going to see it. Uh-huh. And the best part is the instructions they gave me were, you know, stamped on it with a rubber stamp. <laughs> they stamp it on the barcode and on other other uh, printed areas, so I can't even read the darned instructions. Now, yeah. Who thinks of this stuff? You know, Wilbert, you would have been better off being uh, contacted from an IT department of a man in Russia named Peggy asking you for your social security <laughs> number. Go ahead, put that information yeah. on the back of the envelope. I dare you, Gilbert. I think you'd be better off driving around with the wrong license plates. I wish you the best of luck, kid. And uh, oh yeah. Stay hey, you know, me. nobody gets yeah. pulled over in Chicago anymore. It's, uh, well, it's too I, I, risky. That's a little bit. Yeah, it's it's like, uh, yeah. But, well, if I were a cop, I don't know if I'd want to pull anybody over yeah. now anymore. Just yeah. tint your oh, windows and put on your license plate a, a, a sickle and a hammer and a BLM sticker, and I assure you, you won't get any tickets or ever get pulled over, all right? Yeah, get, I, you know, Get yourself I know some right. marijuana cologne just in case you do. They'll walk up to the car <laughs> and then turn around. Thank you, Gilbert. Stay safe in the sewer. Appreciate it, babe. Mark in Oak Lawn. John, you are a funny man. Marijuana cologne, huh? Yeah, wow, I got to get some of that. Whew, just in case you're surrounded <laughs> by Democrats, you splash a little on and you'll be accepted. With open uh, Go ahead. Oh, uh, it's funny. Hey, I wanted to make the comment, you know, with Trump, you know, in his, his first term, he, he really found the trap of uh, believing people like Paul Ryan and believing people like uh, Bill Barr and John Bolton and, and, but he's finally catching on. You know, he made the comment. He said, you know, these people were on Fox, uh, Paul Ryan, Carl Rowe, Bill Barr. And he says, you know, if you see these clowns on TV and they're talking about it, turn them off. He says, yeah. you know, you'd be better off. You'd be better off to watch a Democrat. 
than to listen to these clowns. And what, what do those clowns all have in common? One thing, George W. Bush. I'll tell you something, Mark. Uh, do you think that Karl Rove ever, ever wrestled around with Denny Hassert? Something says yes. I think they wrestled. <laughs> and I think the whiteboard was used for a bit. What do you think about that? Karl Rove walking around yeah. with that whiteboard in his teeth? Yes, you know what I mean. See how your brain works? Sicko. Robert in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, I want to say, first of all, I'm very, very, Lucy, my wife, Mrs. Robert, and I are very upset and sad about those two firefighters that were killed and wish their family the, the best there. And, and, yeah. and the Indian firefighters, too, that fire that today was really bad. But, uh, yep. but the reason I wanted to call in, too, was I wonder now, in light of the, the communists being elected for mayor, how many law enforcement people in Chicago are going to bail out and go to either to the suburbs or let's make, Florida? Let's have fun. You know, you don't be so somber, Robert. You know, for a guy walking around with no underwear on, you're awful somber. In the meantime, what you should do is let's have a bet. I say 500 the first month. That's the under over. Put me down for a double saw buck. Thank you, Robert. You see, you got to know how to operate in this climate of corruption we call Chicago. Let's have more fun tomorrow kicking their teeth in in 21 hours. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.